You're listening to the Web Presence Rockstars Podcast with Misty Smith from Rio LLC. Thanks for tuning in. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Web Presence Rockstars podcast with me, Misty Smith of Rio LLC. Um, I hope everyone's doing well, um, staying healthy, all that good stuff, and I hope everyone is ramping back up in their business and you know doing all the stuff that they need to be doing and making progress and figuring things out, getting websites built, getting social media figured out, all the good stuff, like I said. So um, that is my hope for you. And that is why today I decided to go over Google Analytics with you guys. And everyone's like, ooh, ah, Google Analytics. And (laughs) it seems like, you know, it's a great tool. Everyone's heard about it. Everyone has it on their website or they feel like they have to have it on their website, and, and I would agree. Um, it's a free tool, y'all. It's a free tool. And remember, this is for entrepreneurs who are starting their businesses or they're, you know, on a have a business and they have a small budget. Or they're being mindful. You guys are being mindful about what you're spending, and you're looking at the best place to get the best bang for your buck. So that's what this is all about I'm giving you tips and tools and tricks and things like that so you can be the biggest rock star that you've probably never heard of so going back to my little theme song music there which I've been meaning to do this I think I mentioned in my very first one but I I do have to give a shout out to my friends in punchline um they're not really my friends. They're just my favorite band. <laughs> and they're out of Pittsburgh, and I love them. I've seen them numerous times in concert, and I've met them, and I'm Facebook friends with a couple of them, and we follow each other on social media. Like, I'm, like, a huge fan. And that my theme song for this podcast is their song um, called Whatever I Want, Whenever I Want. And the whole song's really great. I just couldn't play the whole thing because you would be sitting through, like, almost four minutes of music before I would start to talk and you wouldn't listen to my podcast after that. (laughs) So I had to pare it down. But uh, I do have to give a shout out. I did reach out to them and they let me purchase the license to use it, which was super exciting for me. I think I screamed. They could probably hear me all the way from Virginia to Pennsylvania screaming out of joy and excitement for it. But um, that was a big deal for me to be able to use their song um, legally in my podcast. So yay. Um, I'll put a link to the YouTube um, song under their account um, so y'all can hear the full song. But that's why, you know, we're all going to be the biggest rock stars that you've probably never heard of. So i um, giving you everything that you need to be successful and not spend a whole lot of money doing it because you know, I've been doing this for a while and I've kind of like felt my way through this and I've made mistakes and I've done stupid things and I've had to figure stuff out on my own. 
And I wanted to pass that information along to you guys so you don't have to like go in blindly and just feel your way through and be like, oh, what does this do? I don't know. Okay, whatever. So that's, you know, yet another purpose of my podcast. And I hope you guys are enjoying the information that I am telling you about because, you know, it does cut down a lot of time and this can help you a whole, whole bunch and when it comes to you know you, your website traffic or how to decipher what the Google Analytics say. So without further ado, I'm just gonna jump on into this. Google Analytics is just one of the free tools that you can use to track your website traffic and to also analyze other important information so that you can make changes and improvements to increase traffic and performance of your website. So yeah, that was my own little definition that I created. And and that's basically what it is. Um, it looks it looks scary when you first open it up because you're like, yeah, I don't know what this is. So because of that, um, I'm just going to give you like the basics overview, like how you can get started and how you can just get like a little snapshot of how your website is performing and then you can make changes from there. So this by no means is anything extensive. This is just the basic information to get you guys started so you can start to understand what all those numbers and graphs and charts and percentages and things like that mean on Google Analytics. So. Um, I am assuming by this that you already have Google Analytics installed, but you're just not sure how to interpret the data or you're just new to it. And if, even if you don't have it installed, um, you know, if you wanted to contact me, I can help you get it set up. I can help you open an account and I can help you set it up on the back end to get your code and your UA account number. It's a universal tag. Um, account number and get that all set up for you. So um, just keep that in mind. And in the show notes, I'll put, you know, my email address, the social at rio-llc.com or um, Facebook at Rio LLC or my phone number is 540-947-1167 or you can go to my website at rio-llc.com and you can use the messenger there, or you can use a contact form, or you can send a voicemail to my podcast, the Anchor Podcast host thing, which no one has done yet, by the way. So I'm still waiting for that. So if you do have any questions, use that. Like send me a voicemail through that just so I can know how it works. And I promise I'll answer your questions. I'll help you. I'll show you how to get it set up on the account and how to use your code. Now, speaking of code, um, if you're using WordPress, there's like a ton of plugins that are going to prompt you to put in your GA number beginning with the UA, it's the universal account tag number. And some of these, like the, I think one is called Monster Insights, it's the most popular I was looking at the other day because I was having an issue with another one um, that it wasn't tracking bounce, the bounce rate on one of the websites for my client. And because it had some sort of error 
with their code on their end because all I had to do was put in the UA number and they were supposed to do it on their end. But there was a code where it was hitting twice. And so because of that, the bounce rate stopped working. And that was no good. But um, so I switched, I was looking. And so Monster Insights, um, it seems to be pretty extensive. It seems like 5 million people or whatever are using it, which is okay. And that's good. And it's got great reviews and that's good. I chose to do the manual installation where I just put in that code. And yes, it tells me I'm missing out on all the information that it can bring over, but I don't really care about that because I can go to my Google Analytics account and see it myself. I don't need anyone to pull it over into the website. And I would recommend that you not connect your Google Analytics account with a plugin. I just wouldn't do it. I mean, I know they're reputable, but you're literally giving your Google account information to a complete stranger where they're logged in and who knows what they have access to. So I would just kind of steer clear of that. And like I said, I get that it breaks down the results for you on the WordPress platform so you can easily understand it. But you know, this is why you're listening. So you can go to your Google Analytics account and get the basics and that's going to get you started on interpreting your own information to get your own snapshot of your own website traffic instead of relying on someone else. Okay. That's just me. But you know, I think a lot of you guys probably wouldn't want to share your Google account, especially if Gmail's attached to it. Right. You know, but anyway, crazy. Now there's um, other site builders out there that I have become aware of like Shopify and Squarespace and Wix and GoDaddy, the website builders and stuff. Um, and they have the same thing where they just have a little place, even on um, Square, the Weebly on online stores through Square, the, the point of sale system Square. Um, they have a little line where you just insert your UA number. It's just the number and then they, and they put the code on the back end where it's, where it's properly placed. Um, so you, once you have it set up and you have that number, you can just stick that in there and hit save. Um, HTML sites are a little different. Um, you're going to have to get the actual code and insert the code yourself in the head tag area for it to work properly. It has to be in the top. It can't be in the bottom. Um, if it is in the bottom, it works properly, but you can't integrate the search console with it when it's in the bottom. It has to be in the top. And the search console I'll get into at the end of going through that. I just, I don't mean to be jumping ahead, but um, you just need to make sure it's in the right place for it to work and to be able to track. Okay. So if you built your HTML website yourself, or you have access to a website editor or, or FTP client that you can um, add this yourself um, to the website, that's how you would do it. Okay. So again, if someone needs help, contact me, send me one of those voicemail thingies through Anchor so I can get back in touch with you. And I'm happy to sit on the phone or whatever and help you guys set up your Google Analytics account. And the other thing too is this is something, um, if you were using someone third party to do this and they've set up your Google Analytics account, um, it's their account unless you specifically ask them to put it in your account or to create an account for you, but it's in their account. And hopefully they've given you access to it because that's pretty much the right thing to do. But that's something else to, 
to think about because if you do want to switch or if you do want to do it on your own or stop using whoever you're using, you don't want them to keep all of your data, you know. So you find a nice person and a nice um, SEO person or a nice agency that will give you, you know, just transfer that account to you and not hold it hostage because there are some people out there who do that, which is really crappy and I hear about it all the time and I hate it drives me crazy because why I don't even know I mean if you're losing someone's business it's probably because you've done something crappy in the first place so you know why be crappy even more I don't know anyway so just make sure you have access and admin access obviously where you can change things like there's access where you can just read it and then there's access where you can edit it and and you know, turn things on or whatever or, or change it up or see certain things so just make sure you have all that before you know you get started with all this um and by like i said by no means does this cover everything that Google Analytics can do? Because there's a whole e-commerce section. You can establish goals and conversion rates and put dollar signs, like money amounts, to certain goals that you have that's going to track all that. And that's like super advanced, and I'm sure we'll get into that somewhere down the road. But it involves like turning on your e-commerce stuff, and it involves like, you know, setting I mean, the setup is just super advanced for what we're talking about now right now we're just trying to get a snapshot of how your website is performing and where your traffic's coming from and how you can make changes to make improvements okay so once you get your google analytics um information like tracking code on your website i would suggest waiting anywhere from two weeks to 30 days before you actually look at your um your results that gives it a couple of weeks and I would prefer 30 days but that gives it time for Google to kind of sort it out get some bounce rates get some good acquisitions get some some solid numbers for you that um, is pretty dependable and pretty consistent okay so I know it's tempting to look at it after a couple days and say oh I need to change this but just let it run for like two weeks to 30 days just so you you know what you're dealing with and that's going to be your baseline okay because you need data to improve or to make improvements right so you can't just go in and just change 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 without knowing what you're changing so you have to establish that baseline data and then analyze it at the end of that little period two weeks to 30 days and then you can make changes and then that way you can see your improvements you can track results you can see what works you can see what's not working so it's i know i'm a geek but it's like analytics that's what it is that's what it's for it, it gives you lots of data lots of information then you do something with that and then it keeps reporting to you on how it's doing, how your changes are doing, okay? So this is probably one of the most exciting things for me that I do. I love, love looking at analytics if you haven't already figured that out. And this is really cool too because, I mean, some more advanced features can, you know, you can drill down to locations. 
um, you know, times that people are on your site. I mean, just so, so many things. And um, just so you know, too, if you have a website and you do have Google Analytics or even a Facebook Pixel, anything that's tracking, like a tracking cookie, which is what this is, um, you need to disclose that information um, to your website visitors so you have a privacy policy that's required. And then one of those little pop-ups that say, you know, our site uses tracking cookies, like click here to continue or whatever. So you, that that's legally, I mean, that's legal. You're legally bound to do that now. And if you're in Europe, or I guess now Brazil, or even California, they're making some pretty strong changes. Um, there's like some extra things that you need to do with the GDPR, but that's for another day. So let's take this back to basics, okay? So, um, and I have a someone. I have a client account up in front of me, um, and I know you can't see it, but I'm just going to be reading it. So, if you want to kind of follow along, you can you know take notes, or you can just listen and go back and log into a Google Analytics account. Or if you're sitting there and you want to follow along with your own account, please do so. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, when you open the page, um, it's going to take you to like a home dashboard and, um, it'll tell you, you know, there's, um, you can see if someone is currently on your site over in the right hand side, but on the left hand side, there's like a, a, a menu that goes down the page and we're going to start with the audience and we're going to start with the overview of your audience. Okay. And then once you click on that, in the upper right-hand side, it's a place where you can change the date of what time frame you want to search, okay? Um, you can search a week, you can search a day, you can you know, do custom searches, you can you know, go back you know, for a whole year, whatever you wanna do, as long as you've had the tracking. Now, let me preface this by saying that once you put the um, tracking cookie code on your website it starts there you can't go back prior to that unfortunately because there's nothing to collect the data so you start when you uh, install the code all right and then you move forward all right so your audience now there's a whole bunch of words there's a whole bunch of numbers and there's a whole bunch of lines and graphs and language demographics all this kind of stuff but we're looking at the little blocks that say user, new user sessions, all that, okay? So what exactly is a user? A user is someone who has initiated at least one session, one website session during the range that you've selected, the date range that you've selected, okay? So that's a user, any user, okay? And then a new user is a first time user hitting your website during that date range. So these are first time users. The new users are first time users. Users are people who may or may not have been to your website prior to. So like, like in the last week, you have 60 users and then 20 of them are new. So those 20 people, this is the first time they're ever hitting your website. There's, there's no information. Um, that they've ever hit your website with the tracking code before. Does that make sense? Okay. And this is all during the date range that you've selected. So 
if these people come back, like if your new users come back, well then they're not new users anymore. They're, our, they're users. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. So a session is a period of time a user is actually engaged with your website content. So they're looking at pages. They're clicking on things, they're clicking on the links, they're searching, they're looking at different pages or, or whatever, okay? So that, that's a session. Now, number of sessions per user is an average of the sessions by user, okay? So these number of sessions per user is 1.5, so or 1.57. So each user had 1.57 sessions. Okay, so you're taking the sessions and you're dividing it by the user and you're getting the 1.57, okay? All right. Now, page view is the number of total page views. And if, like, let's say you're on the home page and you go to um, a blog page and then you read a couple blogs and you come back to the blog page and you come back to the home page, those are all counted. So they don't, like, if you hit it once, it, it's not like they don't count it again. Every time a page is hit, then um, it counts as, as a view. All right? So this is 18,461 page views. So of the 5,661 people, they went to 18,461 pages. All right? Like could be back and forth or it could be all different pages. So then there's a metric that is pages per session, which is 2.07 pages per session. So that means the users visited a little over two pages per session on the average, okay? One person could have gone to 10, one person could have gone to just the home page, but that's how they, they take the average, okay? And then the average session duration is how long they're actually on, the, on your website. So this average session duration is a minute and 35 seconds, which, I mean, you want people to be on your website. Obviously, more than a minute is, is good, depending on what they're looking for and depending on what your website is. If you're an e-commerce website, you want them to stay longer because you want them to be shopping around and spending time looking at your products and things like that. But if you have, like, if you're um, a store, that doesn't have e-commerce so like if you're like a salon I know I talk about salons a lot a salon or um, like you're looking for some or you have something just very specific that people would want to go to just once and they get their information and then they leave that's what would cause a lower average duration so this website the analytics I'm looking for is a golf course so these people are going to look at how much it costs and how to set up tea times and um, location and things like that. So a minute 35 per um, session, the duration, I mean, that's not bad, I guess. I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously you want them to read all about it, but like some of these people could come back and read more. That, I mean, so obviously this, this, this website that I'm talking about doesn't have a whole lot of engagement and it's more for informational purposes. All right. So now here comes the bounce rate. And a lot of people get super confused with a bounce rate. And even the definition that Google Analytics gives for a bounce rate is kind of confusing. 
It says it's the percentage of single page sessions in which there was no interaction with the page. And then it says a bounce session has a duration of zero seconds. All right, so whatever that means. This is my definition of a bounce rate. So, you know, like when you're on a web, like you're, just, you're searching in Google and you're searching for something and it brings up all the search results from your search query and you click on a website that you think it seems like like it was like number two or three in, in the in the results list and you think it's going to be what you're looking for and you click on it and you're like uh this is so not what i was looking for and you automatically like click out of it so you bounce off the site so you bounce that's what a bounce rate is and the lower your bounce rate percentages the better you are a high bounce rate means that people are just bouncing off of your website left and right nobody's staying nobody's reading anything and it's not performing very well okay so that's what a bounce rate is and it is super important and this overview gives you the overall bounce rate but as you dig down into some of these um, other um, pieces that we're going to be talking about, you can get a bounce rate for acquisition. You can get a bounce rate for specific pages. So you can use that information to kind of change it up and, and keep people on your website. So obviously, you know, I would suggest to my golf course client to put some video on their website to get people to stay longer like maybe a video tour of the clubhouse or a video tour of, you know, how to, like, especially now with the COVID stuff, like how to, you know, check in with, you know, the people with the plexiglass and, you know, how to you know, get to the first tee or like how to order food or whatever. I would do some videos that would be helpful that would call, you know, that would cause people to stay on the website a little bit longer. But, you know, I understand <laughs> sometimes, you know, people, like, people are like, I don't really have time to do videos or whatever. These are just suggestions that could possibly help with their um, website traffic and keeping people on the website. Because what does all this matter? This all matters because depending on how many people are going to your site, how long they stay, what the bounce rate is, it, in like the search queries, it all tells Google and their little bot crawlers how relevant your website is to the search results, how people are finding you. All right, does that make sense? So this information on how your website is performing is telling Google how relevant your website is and how people are interacting with your website. So the more people are interacting with your website and the lower your bounce rate, the more, um, the, the longer people are staying on and engaging with your site, the higher you're going to be ranked. Okay. I mean, and that's not hundred percent. There's a lot of factors, but that's kind of a main factor there. Um, because you know, if you, if you do a Google search and like your business comes up under something, but then you know, your bounce rate is 98%, then that tells Google, because they look at this stuff too, like the little Google bots look at this stuff. So 
which is why it's so important for you to see this. But, you know, it tells the little Google bots that, okay, well, this search result isn't getting very good results, like with people staying. So we're going to drop this website, even though their content might reflect this with the indexing and things like that. No one's staying on the website, so we're going to drop that down. And you're, start, you're going to start to lose traffic for that specific search string or any kind of search string that isn't getting you like good results as far as bounce rate and um, average you know, site, session duration and page views and all that, okay? So um, that's, that's the most important thing, and that's you know, something to definitely keep in mind. All right? So those are the main components when you first log in to your Google Analytics account to see how it's performing. Now, of course, you can like drill down into the language or the country or the city or the browser operating system service provider, you know, on mobile or desktop, you know, the language that they're, you know, that's the first thing that's up is language. And so, I mean, obviously, if you're in the United States, um, the English-US should be the first one. If not, there might be a problem. But um, you, you can just glance over that. That's nothing like if you have some spare time maybe and you want to drill down, it's kind of fun to look and see. I mean, hitting the city button under the demographics is kind of fun to see where it's coming from, especially if you're local. You can see all the local areas around you that are hitting your website. But that might be something too if you're local, but all of your hits are coming from like a city 500 miles away from you or a thousand miles or even across the country from you then there's a problem that you need to kind of you need to sort it out and fix it to, to target the right people okay now there are a couple of drill down things that um, would be super helpful for you to see right at first too so we're still under audience but if you go to the behavior tab and you click on behavior, um, there is a button that says new versus returning. And this kind of tells you who's new, who's a new visitor and who's a returning visitor. And it gives you the information like session and bounce rate. So on this one in particular, the new visitors, um, it was 80% new visitors. And that bounce rate for a new visitor was 53 0.54%. The returning visitors, it was like almost 20% um, of the sessions, and that bounce rate was a little higher at 70.34%. So that means that maybe the returning visitors are coming back, but they're just looking for something specific because the page per session went from 2.29 to 1.7. Um, and they're kind of staying on those sites around the same time with a 20 second difference, but these returning visitors have been there before. They know what they're looking for. Maybe they're looking to see the COVID update or um, if they change the tea times or whatever. Okay, so that's the new versus returning. And then under that same behavior tab is engagement. And engagement is really cool because it breaks down the session duration by seconds. And then it has the sessions and the page views. And you can see how many people are staying on your website. So like with this one in particular, zero to 10 seconds, that's when most of the sessions and page views are taking place. But the other thing that's really cool is over a minute um, to like a minute and a half, 
um, it looks like they're picking up a little more traction with with the um, sessions and page views. So, I mean, it's it's just a little little thing for you to kind of you know, take a look at just to see how many people are staying longer on your site and what they're doing. But there's also a button that's called page depth, and if you click on that, it this takes it from one to twenty plus pages, and it kind of tells you like like how many people are going one, two, three, like if, if someone is staying on your, like clicking on more than 20 pages and how many page views they're getting with that. So it kind of gives you an idea of the engagement, like what I was telling you, that they're finding something of importance um, that they're staying on your website for, like a video or instructions or a checklist or a blog or something like that or shopping. So that's really cool too. All right, and then right under behavior, a couple uh, tabs down, there's mobile. And if you click on the overview on the mobile tab, um, it has the device category. So it tells you how many people are coming from desktop, tablet, or mobile phone. All right, and this is super important to see because it can help you change up your website. So like with this one in particular, um, there's 3,500 people coming from mobile and only like less than 2,000 coming from desktop. So that would be telling you that you might want to optimize your website more for mobile use and make it more mobile first, which in, in September, Google is starting to, to um, go by the, the mobile first. We've been talking about this for years now, but to make sure that your, your website is designed as mobile first. And um, just real quick, it, a lot of people, because when you build a website, you build it on a desktop, you kind of get tunnel vision that this is how everyone's going to see your site and people forget to look at the mobile version of it. But it should be the opposite. Even though you're doing it on the desktop, you should always be testing it out um, with the mobile to see how it looks if any like inf like if your video isn't rendering properly or if your font's too big or if you have an image that's too big for the frame and it's like swimming back and forth see google takes all that into consideration and if it's not readable then it gives up flags and it doesn't present your website as an option in the search results okay so that's super information to kind of to look into, but it also tells you um, the bounce rate too, and these all pretty much seem to be around the same, um, you know, 52 to 62 percent. So it's like a 10 percent variation. But ironically enough, mobile has the highest bounce rate because that could be something else where they're driving down the road and they're like, "Ooh, let's see if there's any tea times available." And they go and they look and then they hit the call button or whatever and then they bounce off. So that that's another thing for you to kind of take a look and maybe put some more engaging information like more video on your mobile site, okay? All right. And then um under mobile as well, under the overview, it's devices and it tells you um, the most popular device and this one by far is Apple iPhone at 2,564 people hit it with iPhone so it's Apple Apple iPad then Samsung then there's a Kindle Kindle Fire Wow 
And then it's all the Samsungs, the Galaxies, and the Notes, and all that kind of stuff. But it looks like Apple is leading the charge with this particular website. And that's something else to keep in mind, too, that if you know this information, you can kind of change it up. I mean, you can still, with the Android people, they'll still be able to view it. But maybe, well, if you're, if you're a developer and into coding like me, there are some things that work on Android that don't necessarily work properly on Apple and vice versa. So when you're testing, you need to test out of both. But it's always good to see where your audience is coming from. So you can, I mean, not 100%, you know, adapt to Apple, but just be aware that that's where your people are viewing your website from. Okay? This is all good information, right? Yay. All right, and then under that, under, under um, audiences, um, there's a tab called user flow. And user flow is a diagram. And it's going to come up and it has, I mean, I mean, you can dial in for like country or behavior or whatever. But it's going to come up and it's going to show you in the United States how many people have hit your website. And then, it, and then it has like Canada, France, China, not set, whatever. But then it has the starting pages and it tells you the drop off. And it's like this really cool diagram and it tells you the pages where they're dropping off. And a lot of these, like, a lot of drop-off for this one is coming from tea times and fees, which, no shocker there, that's what people are going to this website for, right? So you can look at this and see where people are dropping off, how long people are staying on, because, like, at the very right-hand side, there's a, it's a step, so you can click on that, and it keeps drilling down smaller and smaller until you get to the very end where, you know, the final people who are staying the longest on your site are finally dropping off. So this drop-off goes to the 11th, yeah, this goes to the 11th interaction. So that's pretty cool. So that, that tells you, like, these are people, and it's kind of like following, like, breadcrumbs, following their path of how they're on, their web, on your website, what they're looking at when they're, dro when they're dropping off. So that's, that's cool to know, too, right? And you can play around with that. There's lots of other features that you can you can drill down on, um, especially in that little drop-down um, button at the top where it says country. Um, but just for this purpose, um, I just you know just be aware of that. And when you go look at it, or if you're looking at it now, just um, you know you can play around with it later. Okay, so now we're on to acquisition. And that's the next like main title underneath audience. So if you click on acquisition, you see all, you know, a list to click on overview. And this is really cool too. This is like one of my favorite places to go to because it shows you how people are coming to your site. All right. So the top main channels, and they call them channels, um, are organic, direct, referral, and social. So organic search is literally when people are typing search queries into Google, your site comes up and they click on it and they get to your website through an organic search. So these are people who have done that and they're on your website because of that. Direct is where people um, just type in, they, they might know your domain or your URL by heart and they just type it in by heart. Like that's what I do. I mean, I, when I go to mine or any of my clients I already know what I'm looking for. So I just type it in directly. Um, social is going to be any referral from like LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Yelp, any of the social media, Pinterest, 
any of those links that are um, coming from a social media platform. And then referrals, this one can get a little tricky. Um, it could be any, like, um, it could be like Yellow Pages or another search or um, a, um, like a link on someone else's website to yours. Um, so like this one for sure, it's like RoanoakeGolf.com and, and you're listed under Roanoke Golf and people click from there or, um, you know, Groupon or whatever, anything like that or any kind of search like Yahoo or AOL. I mean, I'm just looking at all this, um, like there, there's tons, but under this referral one, you, this is kind of where you're going to have to put on your little detective hat, your little thinking, reasoning hat, because you could get what's called ghost spam. And these aren't really people who are hitting your website. This is just spam that's spamming your Google Analytics account. Yes, it happens. Because if you do a view code on anyone's website, you can get your Google Analytics account. You're not getting hacked. That's not what this is. It's not a hack. It's just spamming your Google Analytics account to kind of skew your results. So this is where a lot of them come from, from this um, referral section. And so you just kind of have to you know, sit there and think about it. And you can click on these links too. So like if I click on the runoutgolf.com as a referral, it takes me to another page. It takes me to, it looks like, well, anytime you see a forward slash with nothing behind it, that's the home page. And then over to the right of that box, it's like these two little boxes with an arrow. And if you click on that, it opens another box in your browser and it takes you to, um, oh, this is interesting. It takes you to that website and what it looks like, which it turns out that runoak-golf.com is this website for my golf course client. That's interesting. So that's a referral. Um, so you, you kind of drill down and see, I would be kind of careful. Some of these might be spam and some of it might be like some, um, you could click on a website inadvertently that might give you some, some malicious like adware or something. So I would be really careful, but just use your best judgment. If it, if it looks weird or if it ends like with RU or something like that, which is Russia or any other weird country, then you pretty much know that either this person is lost because obviously they're not, you don't know them and they're not promoting you in Russia, hopefully not, unless you're a Russian company and then that's good. But you know what I'm saying? Just use your, your common sense and your best judgment and make that determination. But the other ones, the organic and the direct and the social, they, they're pretty um, valid with, um, with, with, their, with the information that they're presenting. And, you know, you, you really do want your organic search to be high because that means that people are, are clicking from a, a search, a Google search, and coming to your website. All right. Now, there's a whole bunch of um, little sub columns under acquisition. One of them is Google Ads. If you do have a Google Ads account, that kind of integrates it. But the one that says Search Console, you need to click on that and expand it. And it has landing page, countries, devices, and queries. And you can look under queries. And if you 
get a, a, a screen that says this report requires search console integration to be enabled set up search console data sharing you click on that button and you follow all the instructions to integrate your queries with your google analytics if not uh, hopefully you have the search console already set up that you can see your queries from there but the queries are great information because it tells you in ranking order like descending order with the highest being on top and the lowest being on the bottom um, what queries potential visitors are typing in that Google is serving up your website as a match okay and it's broken into impressions clicks click-through ratio and average position alright so an impression is if you just show up and you could be like 89th on the search and on page like 10 or whatever of Google and people don't even see you but the whole point is is that you're showing up on a search with that particular query okay the clicks are when people actually click on your link to get to your website the click-through ratio is clicks per impression so if you have like 10 impressions and 10 clicks that's a hundred percent if you have 10 clicks or 10 impression or yeah 10 impressions and zero clicks that's like zero percent and then you know five would be 50 you know you get where I'm coming from on that so that kind of you know gives you a little bit of information the very last column though is the average position on page and that kind of tells you the average rank of how you're ranking on a Google search for that particular search query and that's like super super information to know okay because you can see how Google has indexed you and how it's serving you up to the people who are searching for these terms so let's say with the golf course um, let's say that if someone typed in golf courses Virginia then and they're either not showing up at all that's not like a query that anyone's using or they're like ranked a hundredth on that then that's a problem and it's I mean okay yeah it is a problem but it's also a place to improve it's so it's a good thing that you can see and you can try some things out you can change you know your content you can you know try out some different um, like on your alt tags like some of the SEO stuff um, to change that up to try to improve that but mostly it's going to be content so if you're gonna put you know where a golf course in Virginia that you know was created by such and such and like Jack Nicholas played on not this is I'm just making this up but like I, I, I guess maybe uh, no I don't think Jack Jack Nicholas has played on this golf course but you know anything that you can do to change up the content and to change up some of the back end like your meta title your meta descriptions any open graph descriptions anything that you have on the back end and plus the textual content or video content that you're indexing um, if it has that information then you, you can only improve and that is a perfect example of how you can use this information to change it up make tweaks and then wait you know a couple weeks and look at your your analytics again to see if that's improved 
So I know you've heard me say this like 500 kabajillion times before, but this is a work in progress. There's no poof overnight. There's no like keyword stuffing. There's no, I mean, there's no magic pill to make this work. You're constantly reviewing, analyzing, tweaking, making changes, reviewing. It's all a big circle and it's very time consuming, but it's super important if you are wanting to get traffic to your website. Okay. Because this literally is how Google sees your site and how Google serves up your website to potential viewers. Now there's, there's some situations where you could have a lot of competition. Like if you um, sell cell phone cases or if you sell sunglasses or if you sell um, something that's like super popular, like if you're like some sort of doctor or dentist that in a, or an attorney, like an, a criminal defense attorney or whatever, there's like anything like that, it's super, super competitive, which means you have to tweak it a little harder and be more unique and more original and keep on it to get the results that you're looking for. But also in, you know, there's other things I would recommend. That's not what this podcast is about right now. I mean, I could go off on a tangent and we would never come back to this topic because I'm just so passionate about it. And there's so many things that you can do to come, you know, to increase your, your traffic. But right now we're talking about how to read what your traffic is and what to do to kind of, you know, switch it up and to make sure that you're focusing on driving traffic to your website the right way and how Google sees it. Okay. All right. We're almost there. We're almost to the end. There's one more little tab on the left-hand side called behavior and under behavior, there's a tab called site content. All right. And under site content, just click on all pages. And when it finally loads, like it's going to load hopefully here soon. All right. It's going to list your pages in the order of how many, like again, descending order of how many people have actually visited that page. So, um, you know, the home page probably should be the most, unless you're running some sort of campaign where you have, like you've put in a specific link somewhere and people are clicking on that to land on a specific page. Um, but for the most part, your homepage is probably going to be the one with the most hits. And then it kind of ranks after that. And this, this will tell you how people are using your site. So like this is a wealth of information that kind of opens the door and the creative juices on how to switch things up and change it to get the results that you're looking for. Okay, so, um, but it does rank those pages in descending order on how they're found, but it also gives you the bounce rate for each page. And it may not be that you're, they're bouncing off the site per se right at that moment, but like they could hit a page and they don't want to see it and then they bounce off of that and they go back to another page or they're not staying on it as long. So like on this one in particular, um, the meet our staff page has a 59% bounce rate as opposed to, um, 
the photo gallery or the amenities that have like an 80% bounce rate. Who knows? But this tells you so much information and like how much time on average people are spending on, on your page. So, I mean, it gives you the top 10 and then it, it shows you at the bottom uh, right how many results there actually are and then you can show the rows and expand it out. But you know, you're look, if you don't have, you know, 20 pages on your website and you have like maybe five or 10, you just look at the home page or the first page of this. So like um, I'm looking at the longest the people say two minutes and 23 seconds on average on the tea times and fees. So there's no shocker there. I mean, it makes sense, right? And um, the specials in social media is 56 seconds. People are just bouncing right off of that one because there's nothing holding their attention. So there's so, you know, on this particular page, we could say, hey, why don't you do a video or why don't you put a contest or why don't you give a discount or why don't you have a coupon that people can print out and people are going to stay on that page longer, right? And again, if the longer people are staying on your website and your page, it, it helps increase your ranking on the page and the traffic that um, you're getting to your website, which can in turn help you to sell more and be more successful, right? That's what this is all about. Okay, so I've gone through everything that I wanted to get through on this one, and, and it's a lot, and this is just for the basic stuff. So, I mean, it would take days. I would probably have to do a course, in which there are courses. I mean, Google Developer Site has courses on how to how to use all of Google Analytics, including the e-commerce piece of it. Um, which is super time in intensive, but you know, if you wanted to put a value to it, or if you wanted to put like, you know, even with the e-commerce, what's really cool. And I know I'm on a tangent now, I'm sorry, but it's really cool that you can actually see when people abandon carts, um, like how many people are putting items in the cart and then how many people are abandoning those carts, meaning they're not following through with the purchase. So, and it just gives you so much information. And I get, every time I go on here, I get lost in a rabbit hole because I'm like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, oh, wow. And I get all kinds of ideas about how to make things better and how to um, improve search results and how to um, improve the website to get better traffic and to be ranked higher. And my clients, you know, when I start to get on this role, they're like, oh my God, will she ever shut up? And they start glazing over because I get so excited. And it really is for their benefit because it is helping them. They don't have to implement everything that I say or any like wild idea that I have, but by choosing maybe one or two is going to help them with their traffic. And if you are utilizing your website properly, as an extension of your sales department, all the traffic and the hits that you get, especially if you're an e-commerce site, that's going to benefit you the most, right? Exactly. So, all right. And I know I mentioned the Search Console um, earlier. It is actually a companion tool to Google Analytics. I'm going to cover that later, but it does include tools like uh, you can submit your XML sitemaps, you can request indexing of new pages or pages with updated information, which you don't have to wait for Google to crawl your site. Um, they it automatically in, in pushes it through, so it's it gets indexed. Um, you can see how 
Google is reading your pages, if you have any broken links or if you have like any weird information on there that doesn't show up properly or if some of your images aren't, you don't have alt tags on some of your images, like it will show you um, how Google sees it, like in a snapshot form. Um, and it'll also tell you if there's any errors loading any resources on there, which you can utilize that to fix that. And um, there's more in-depth search query information um, to where you can see all the search queries and the impressions and the click-throughs and um, the average page rank and all that. But you can also see your pages, how they're performing. Um, I mean, there's tons like URL inspections. Um, I mean, there's tons of information. And there used to be like a, a structured markup tool, but they keep changing that. I'll have to look and see. Uh, last time I was on there, I don't, which was today, I, I don't think I was really looking, but the structured markup, which is schema, that's like a whole other topic. But um, you know, the, the Search Console, and if you just need to have it integrated with your Google Analytics because they do work hand in hand. And once you have your Google Analytics set up, you can go to the Search Console, add a property, and because you have it in your Google Analytics account, then you would be the owner of your Search Console account. And you, that usually runs like one or two days behind with the results. And, um, and, and it's not, sometimes you have to wait like a day or two before you start seeing any results, which is good because I told you to wait two weeks to 30 days. But just to give you that information because it is working with real time and reporting back to um, the search console as to how your site is being seen and is performing in Google's eyes. So there you have it wow i tend to like talk about a lot of things like i'm sitting here and i get these ideas for podcasts and i'm like this would be a good idea and oh my god i've been talking for an hour this is crazy but it's all important stuff so if you're listening in sections or a little at a time or all in one sitting thank you so much and somebody please send me a voicemail just click on that little link in the show notes and send me a voicemail just to say hi just so i know <laughs> that you're doing this because i really want to know how it works but anyway contact me you know hit me up for any questions that you have i want to help you and i want to i want you to be successful and i want to give you the tools that you need to be successful and not have to spend like a kabajillion dollars on it when you know, when you can save money in your budget now. Okay? So, everybody have a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Stay healthy. Enjoy. Take some time out for yourself. And just thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.